When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready for some high adventure? Coming up next on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. This is Once Told. Original short stories read by original people. Stories that are fun, fascinating, and perhaps a little frightening. Now, this episode of Once Told. This is a tale of a man with a chronic medical condition. A condition that might be annoying or even maddening for some, but it's become a way of life for him. So what happens when someone discovers a cure? for the incurable. The Ringing by Steve Bellinger Read by Aaron Bear Can you hear that? Of course you can't. The sound is in my ears. My cochlea, according to Dr. Jacoby. It's called tinnitus. Something that only I can hear. Some people with tinnitus say they hear a buzzing or a whooshing sound. Me, I hear a pure tone. I know this because I downloaded an app to my phone that generates tones, and that's the closest I could come to matching the sound I hear. It's there constantly, day and night. Usually I can ignore it, but it is always there. I've had this all my life, as long as I can remember. It wasn't until about 15 years ago in high school, when I first read about tinnitus, that I realized it wasn't normal. Before that, I had thought that everyone had ringing in their ears. Actually, I am one of only 15% of the population that has this condition. Lucky me. But what I'm hearing now is different. Like another tone, a slightly lower frequency has been added to the mix. Geez, I hope this tinnitus isn't getting worse all of a sudden. What is that noise? Esther says. She's the lead technician where I work, a small company that refurbishes used smartphones. Wait, you mean you can hear that? I say. Damn right I can hear it, irritating as hell. I hear it too, Octavio says. He's another tech like me, only he specializes in androids. Something in here is going crazy. Never heard a phone do that before, I say with relief. Pull the batteries on everything here until you find the culprit, Esther orders. We power down every phone in the shop. Then we turn off test equipment and all of the computers. The tone continues. Could it be the fluorescent lights, I suggest. Fluorescent lights don't make noise like that, Esther looks at me like I'm stupid. Octavio, turn out all the lights. No difference, Octavio says after hitting the switch. A moment later, he turns them back on. 
Gotta be something in the storeroom, I say. I'll go check. The storeroom is a small office converted to a storage area. There are several cases of used phones waiting to be rejuvenated. There are also a couple of boxes of spare parts. The sound is just as loud in the storeroom as in the shop. Could a phone inside of one of the sealed boxes be making a noise that loud? Impossible. I walk back into the shop. I don't believe the source is in there. Those phones should all be dead. Wait, what? Esther and Octavio are glaring at me, wide-eyed and open-mouthed. When you left the room, Esther says, the noise went away. When you walked back in just now, the noise came back. Oh, crap. I flash back to an article that said that, in some very rare cases, the tinnitus could be so strong that others could hear it coming from you. Could that be happening to me? Am I turning into some kind of freak? Octavio approaches and looks me over. Look at your watch. I glance down at my old-fashioned LCD watch. The display is all screwy. I take it off and use a mini screwdriver to remove the back and pull the battery. The noise stops. Thank God, Esther rubs her temples. Thank God, indeed. Even though I've lived with a tone for all my life, that additional noise was unnerving. I feel a real relief after it stopped, and now I'm back to the noise that's supposed to be there. My normal. That makes me think. I knew a guy who developed tinnitus in his 40s after hitting his head on the concrete when he slipped and fell on the sidewalk. He recovered, after a few days of bad headaches, but he was left with a case of tinnitus, the buzzing kind. It was a new experience to him, and he couldn't handle it. He used to take his radio and tune between the stations to simulate white noise to try to block out the buzz. Later, he bought an elaborate audio system that he put in his bedroom to deliver just the right sounds and music to block out the buzzing. It all worked for a while, but his tinnitus got worse. Eventually, no type of external noise, music, or anything could combat the buzzing that was getting louder each day. He couldn't escape it. He tried to puncture his own eardrums, which made him nearly deaf, but the tinnitus continued. I haven't seen or heard from him in over a year. I'm afraid to think what might have happened to him. Yes, I've lived with the tone all my life, and I'm at a point where I am not even aware of it unless someone mentions it or I'm in a really quiet place. But suffering that noise from my watch for 20 or 30 minutes and then having it end? That feeling of relief when the sound stopped? I can't help but wonder, what would it be like to no longer experience the tone? What would real silence sound like? It's the end of the workday and I'm riding the subway home to my little studio apartment. Checking email on my phone, a unit that I refurbished myself, I see a message with the subject, Spam. Do you suffer from tinnitus? Yeah, normally I ignore this stuff, especially when it's clearly marked spam, but it was from Dr. Jacoby, an ear, nose, and throat specialist. It was one of his articles that helped me understand my tinnitus. Other doctors and reputable medical websites have suggested that there might be something to his theories. I open the email. He's looking for test subjects to investigate a possible cure for tinnitus. And he's right here in town. I say to myself, what do I have to lose?
It's been a week since I responded to that email. I've spoken to Dr. Jacoby, and he determined over the phone that I would qualify for his test treatment. You do understand that there are no promises, he says to me as I sit on the edge of a bed in a small room in his lab. He's almost stereotypical scientist, short, a little plump, with thick glasses and a white mustache and beard. What do I have to lose? I grin. True, there are no side effects. It will either work or not work, Dr. Jacoby says to me. I just don't want to get your hopes up. I've lived with it all my life. If it doesn't work, I'm no worse off than before. Besides, if it fails, it still gives you useful information, right? You are exactly right. Dr. Jacoby reaches for some electrode wires. Please lie down. I make myself comfortable as he explains the process to me. These electrodes are just for reading neural activity. He places electrodes at my temples and near each ear. This thing, he picks up something that looks like a football helmet with more wires coming out of the back. This is the actual transducer. It makes physical contact with your skull and transmits sound waves through your bones. It will transmit a frequency in antiphase, or an inverted phase. Basically, the sound wave this creates will cancel out the tones in your head. If I set this at a high enough level, it should cure your tinnitus. He puts the helmet on my head. It fits very snugly. Let's go for it, I say as I try to relax. He dims the light and leaves the room. I'm guessing he's operating controls and monitoring the results somewhere else. All of a sudden, I hear, or rather feel, another tone. It's loud and jarring. My teeth rattle. Then it changes. He must be looking for the correct frequency, I figure. Then the tone begins to fade. Both tones. The one from the helmet and the one in my ears. Then, silence. Glorious silence. So this is what it's like. I lay there, wondering how long the treatment is going to take, when the door opens and Dr. Jacoby walks in. What do you hear now? Nothing. I almost shout with excitement. Will it be this way when you turn the machine off? I turned it off a minute ago. The doctor smiles. You don't hear the tone now? No! It may come back. It may take several treatments for permanence, I don't know, but for now, your tinnitus is gone. I'm at home, bedtime, and for the first time, I turn off the TV. I'm going to try to sleep without it. It's interesting. Strange, actually. The silence... Nothing. No tone. Nothing. I nearly jump out of my skin at the sound of a dog barking outside in the distance. I'm lying here, staring at the ceiling, marveling at the silence, the nothing sound, the quiet, the stillness. It's starting to scare me. I reach for the remote and turn the TV back on. Not enough. I can still hear the silence beyond it. I open the window to the sounds of the street, at night, cars, distant voices, a far-off siren. But I can still feel it. I can feel the silence behind all the noises. That doesn't make any sense. That's it. The tone. I miss the tone. It had been part of my life from the beginning. 
Not only had I grown used to it, I learned to depend on it. I get my smartphone and open the sound generator app. It must have worked. The next thing I remember after setting the phone down is stirring in my bed with the sun shining through the window. I woke up because the battery on my phone died and the tone had stopped. The window is open. I can hear traffic, people, birds, dogs, all sorts of things, but behind it all is the silence. I get up and connect my phone to the charger, but it will be a couple of minutes before there's enough of a charge to turn it on. I go to my computer. There must be something there. I find a website that generates reference tones. I sit back with a sigh of relief. Keeping the volume high enough that I could hear it throughout the apartment, I get cleaned up and dressed. While cooking some oatmeal, I grab my phone, which is now sufficiently charged, and call Dr. Jacoby. It's very early, the doctor says on the phone. I don't open my office until 9 a.m. You gotta help me, Doc, I say desperately. The tinnitus has returned? I did say that there were no promises, but if you can come by this afternoon, we can try another treatment. What is that I am hearing in the background? It's driving me crazy. I want you to bring the ringing back. I feel like part of me is missing. I need the tone. I have my computer set to play the tone. It's just enough to keep me sane. Oh my, the doctor says softly. How unexpected. Yes, please come to the office, but... Quite frankly, my research has been geared toward curing tinnitus. I don't know if I can bring it back. It's a couple of hours later. I'm walking down the street with my earbuds wirelessly connected to my smartphone in my pocket. I look like everyone else, except I'm not listening to music or an audiobook. The tone is filling my ears, just loud enough for me to hear over the noises of the street. Almost like before. What's different is that I am conscious of it. Before, I could ignore it, forget about it. It would always be in the background. I wouldn't actually hear it unless I thought about it or someone mentioned it. That was because I wasn't hearing it with my eardrum. It was coming from inside my head. The tone on the earbuds was soothing, but it's not the same. I feel like someone who is taking the maximum dose of medicine, and it's still not enough. This artificial way of creating the tone is becoming less and less effective. I spend hours at Dr. Jacoby's office. He puts the helmet thing on my head and sends all kinds of vibrations into my skull. He even cranked it up once to the maximum, which gave me a hell of a headache. But when he turned it off, no tone. I'm sorry, my friend, none of this is going to work, the doctor says sadly. I've devoted half my life to finding a cure but I just don't know how to bring it back. But that makes no sense, I said. Listen, you can put out a fire even if you don't know the cause. That's the problem here. No one really knows what causes tinnitus. I'm getting desperate. Nothing works. No headset or speaker can put the tone inside my head. At night, I have the phone and computer going so loud that the neighbors are starting to complain. I'm tired as hell, but I cannot relax, much less sleep. I haven't been to work in over a week. It's now been more than two weeks. I'm a damned zombie. I can't eat or sleep. I can't close my eyes. Everything is fuzzy. 
It's like I'm not even here. Neighbors are banging on the door. The noise from the computer, TV, and stereo is so loud they can no longer stand it. I can't even imagine what tomorrow would be like. Tomorrow. Another sleepless nightmare. The maddening silence that's always present, no matter what other noise is there. Okay, this is it. The last straw. I get the metal box on the top shelf of my closet. Working hard to focus while people bang on the door and thump on the walls. They'll get in eventually. Then the noise, the vague, minimally effective noise will end. And I will go mad. I open the metal box and take it out. I shake my head to clear it. I have to get this right. It takes a minute to get it ready and make sure the bullet is in the chamber. Now how to do it? Yes, aim for the temple. It will be quick. It will be painless. There's a scream and I jerk my finger just before pulling the trigger... Everything is dark. How can this be? Am I not dead? I shot myself in the head, for gosh sakes. This must be the last vestige of consciousness, of life. I'll be gone in a minute or two. Wait, what is that? What is that? The tone! The beautiful, glorious tone! The loud report of the gun so close to my head, it's left a ringing in my ears. I know it could only last a couple of minutes, but that will be long enough. Imagine being born the son of a slave with the mind of a genius. That was Simi Johnson in the years following the Civil War. After a perilous escape from lynch mobs in Mississippi, he manages to earn a PhD in physics at Tuskegee. And in his research, he discovers the secret of time travel. Simi develops a design for a time machine, but the technology required to make it work does not yet exist. Fast forward 125 years. An African-American college student in Chicago finds Dr. Johnson's plans and builds a time machine. He goes back to the year 1919 to meet the doctor and his beautiful daughter, Ollie, who live in Chicago's Black Belt, now known as Bronzeville. But he has chosen an unfortunate time in history and becomes involved in the bloodiest race riot in Chicago's history, the Red Summer Riot. The Chronicar, An Urban Adventure in Time, is the award-winning novel by Steve Bellinger. Get your copy in paperback, Kindle ebook, and audiobook from Amazon, or ask for it at your favorite bookstore. The Chronicar, An Urban Adventure in Time, because there is no fiction like science fiction. This was once told. 
In this episode, Aaron Baer read The Ringing, written by Steve Bellinger. We hope you have enjoyed our program, and be sure to visit us at stevebellinger.com. Until next time. This is Thursday Thrillers, audio with action on the Mutual Audio Network. Join us tomorrow on Mutual with Friday Follies, the end-of-the-week collection of comedy cut-ups. You can subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day of audio drama that fits your fancy. Or find the Friday Follies feed in your favorite podcast players. Now that's a lot of Fs. This is the Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.